Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. In this podcast, as you all know, we love to take big, giant, meaty topics and break them down into bite-sized chunks. And this week, uh, we are both wildly excited to, for the very first time, have a special guest on our podcast. This week, we are going to honor uh, Black History Month, and in honor of that, we have a special guest. Rod, why don't you do a little bit of an introduction? Yes, it is my pleasure to introduce Amina Charles. And before we get and turn it over our uh, metaphorical mic to Amina, just to give some context to um, how I know you, Amina, and why uh, I was able to ask you to join, is that I sit on the board of the Metro Toronto Movement for Literacy, which is MTML, and Amina does as well. So I've got to know her over the last year just being co-members of the board and um you know a year ago uh she showed up at one of our board meetings and uh has, has come back every ever since and also led uh, a learner's <laughs> conference soul, last year brave soul <laughs> um and so uh and uh, also um just a very interesting person to talk to and so we'll jump right in and so hello amina thank you for joining us you are very hello Hello Welcome to Amina. both of you guys. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, this is so exciting. Yes, we're very so uh, happy to have you. Yes, so, thank uh, you guys. Amina, you are, as we mentioned, our first uh, interview for our podcast. And so um, we, we have fun and we'd like to, to share our story. So let's start with maybe introduce yourself to, to us and our, our podcast and tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about you and and we'll start there. Well, my name is Amina Charles, and I have been volunteering with MTML for over a year. And I'm still currently volunteering. I'm also a mom of two um, and a business owner. Great. Wow. I so, can't wait and, to dive into all of that. Yeah. So, and you're, um, you're, in Toronto, you're from Toronto, or yes, but not from Toronto originally. Tell us about no. how you got here. No, so I'm not from Toronto originally. I'm actually from Trinidad and Tobago. I was born in Trinidad. I moved to Canada in '97. Um, so I was just shy of 12 when I moved here. So I I came here and I was it was a big culture shock. So I actually came here by myself too, like. At that time, kids were allowed. I don't know if kids are allowed to travel by themselves now, but at that time, I came by myself. So going on a plane for the first time, coming to a big country. So <laughs> that was a big culture shock for me. I was, it, it was a lot. Like I was sitting on the plane. I was excited. I was nervous. And um, when I first came, I came in September. So coming from a hot country and coming to Canada in September was like a big shock because winter started shortly after I came. So it was like, oh, oof, I don't know. What is this? I did not like the, I still don't like the cold till this day. <laughs> every, every winter, <laughs> like, why am I here? And it was, it was a big, big culture shock because I, I came here and I, I lived with my mom, my sister and my brother. And that was kind of like the first time me meeting them. So coming to a new country, meeting my mom, my sister, and my brother for the first time. So it was a lot. And then because I came in September, school was starting. So I started school like a week or two after I came. So 
that oh was God. another shock for me because <laughs> I went from coming to a big country, coming into winter, and then also coming to a family that I didn't know, and then going right into school. So it was like it was a constant like change as soon as I came. And 12 is a hard enough age as it is as a, yes. as a young girl, right? 12 is such a hard age just to be, just to exist and to go through that much change. Yeah. As little yeah. 12, oh, I'm sending so much love to little 12 year old you. That's an aside. <laughs> um, but what was it like? Like, what was school like? What was your experience like? I can't so school- imagine landing and just sort of being like, okay, off you go to school, little one. <laughs> Yes, yes. So school school was a big adjustment for me because when I came, I had a super strong accent, which I, I still do a little bit, but it's a little bit toned down. So a lot of the times, like the kids were like, what did you say? Or can you repeat that again? So it was it was a lot of like, uh, you know, it was, it was a very, very new experience to me. So I was thankful that I was able to meet another friend from the Caribbean and kind of like showed me around the school and kind of helped me to adjust because it was it was hard like and everything that they did over here was completely different from back home like I remember the first day of school and the teacher asked me a question and I stood up because that's what we do back home if the teacher calls on you the teacher says Amina when you're answering, you have to stand up. So I stood up and all the kids were like, why are you standing? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, oh, oh, we don't do that over here? Okay. <laughs> and then my friend was like, no, you don't need to do that. Because she was, even though she was from a different island, she, they did the same thing. You, when the teacher right. calls on your name, mm-hmm. you stand up, you know? So it was like a lot of little stuff like that I had to learn. And like, it was, it was very different. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thrown into... Canadian Toronto culture <laughs> from pretty early. My wow. And let, so let's say, you, can start, you go, Rod. I was going to say, you came to Canada at a certain age. How old were you when you came? I was Did- two. So for oh, all okay. intents and purposes, I'm Canadian. Like, honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> okay, there's no comparison <laughs> other than my parents having the super thick accent, British accent. And uh, no, my dad spoke a little bit of Cockney as well, because his accent was crazy and no one could understand my father anywhere we went. But that is nowhere close to my experience. Any stretch of the imagination. I was recently (laughs) trying to make the connection, but nope. Yeah. Yeah, it is. A few funny things in a British accent, like vitamins and all those sorts of things, which people still bug me about, but it is not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You yeah, both yeah, you, yeah. I'm sure you both love cricket as well. Um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I love football, like proper football, but cricket yes. not so much. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like real so, football, not like Right, I understand. Probably gonna get all, foot. Yeah. <laughs> With the actual foot being used. Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Amina, that must well, that experience must have shaped you uh, quite a bit as you're coming into a teenage years and yeah, it was it was very, very difficult. I, I found myself always um, kind of like in elementary school. I was like, I would take my time before I say something because I'm like, somebody's going to make fun of me. <laughs> mm. Somebody's going to make fun of me. So I would always like take my time. And I feel like it kind of, um, it, it changed me a little bit because I was back home. I was very the outspoken, bouncy girl. And then I came here and I kind of like, reverted to like being this 
shy person, which I was not at all. So it, it did take me a while to adjust. I feel like I, it, when I got to high school, it kind of changed a little bit because I met more people from the Caribbean, um, like Caribbean islands and also from Trinidad. Mm-hmm. So it kind of helped a little bit. I, I met two friends who were from the islands and they were like, they were really, really cool. They, I'm still friends with them till this day, but they would, um, wow. yeah, take me to their house and I would spend the weekends with them. So that kind of helped a lot. High school was a little bit different. I did still have challenges, but it was it was a lot different than elementary school. Elementary school can be cruel. <laughs> no, 12 year olds yeah. are horrible. 12 year olds yes. are horrible. Like, they, yes. that is, I think humanity at its worst is <laughs> yes. it's 12, 13, 14 year olds. It is not a nice time. Yeah. Oh my I, goodness I me. A lot of the, the kids that would like make fun of my accent, I, I feel like a lot of the times they would understand what I was saying, but they just wanted to be like difficult. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, just because I wasn't saying it the way they were saying it, you know. But I mean, I did have some good experiences too, but a lot of it was like, because you know, you always remember the bad stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, how did that start to shape what came next for you in your life? Because I know that you've also been. Um, big into volunteering and advocacy and things like that. How did those early experiences start to shape where you went next? Um, I feel like a lot of things that shaped me, to be honest, was when I went to um, my adult school. I feel like uh, advocacy and stuff like that was always in me, but I feel like Mm. it was brought out a lot when I went to um, PTP, which is um, Pathway for possibilities which is um an adult literacy program I feel like that helped me a lot it pulled out a lot of things that was in me that I didn't know that I was passionate about I I feel like um like when I met one of my teachers Miss Karen I was on her advocacy team class and it really really showed me a lot like we did a lot of like stuff like going to protests um, making posters um we learned a lot about, um, you know, just things you could do in your community to help, you know, right. even if you're not mm-hmm. able to do it in, in, in a big way, you know, just little things that you could do, which was pretty interesting. I feel like I always had it in me, but like I learned a lot going there and being on the advocacy mm-hmm. team. It really helped. Interesting. Cause I know, so literacy is, um, I've learned so much about it in the two plus years that I've been with MTML and I, I really did not, and I'm ashamed in a way to, to realize how important it still is. Um, yes. Cause like MTML has been around for 40 years. The 40 years ago, it was, there were, it was a community based organization advocating for literacy. Fast forward to today, um, you know, much of it's government funded and it's related to, it's related to, giving people basic skills to work, you know, to find employment. Yes. yes. But there's a, there's a social justice part of literacy, mm-hmm. which is its foundation and, and is critical. And, and is that, so it's interesting to hear that the, the advocacy part is, you know, related to the, to the literacy program. Is it based out of the social justice um, element of the, lit- of why? This yeah. Program? So yeah, yeah, so we did a lot of um, social justice stuff. We did a lot of, um, before I talk about that, I want to mention too that um, 
literacy programs for adults are really, really underfunded. It is mm-hmm. one of the most oh. underfunded. Yeah, it's very underfunded. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, it's very important and very needed. I feel mm-hmm. like it's it's one of the um, programs or one of the areas that kind of get passed over a lot. Yeah, because funding is it's it's just not as you know it's not as I guess not as there as it is for the other programs. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's one of the things that. I feel like needs to be changed in the future because mm-hmm. you know just because you're an adult doesn't mean that you shouldn't be you know trying to further yourself you know programs like this help yeah. people like me you know mm-hmm. so it's very very underfunded so that's what I just wanted to mention yes, really quickly true. but yeah we I'm do a lot of that. Um, yeah <sighs> I'm happy that mm-hmm. I remembered to say that too I was just thinking <laughs> about it and I was like wait hold on I should really mention that how underfunded the programs are yeah. well so, so we're supposed to go through life as adults if we can't if we're not fully literate like it's yes. you know like you can one can have basic literacy but there are things where it's it you do it is needed at the next level and and yes it's very hard to imagine as an adult being able to get through life without that um basic skill set mm-hmm. it's very inspiring yes. amina it's a very yeah. inspiring message for yes. sure yeah. for sure and can people volunteer? I'm just going to go on a slightly different tangent on adult literacy. Can people volunteer through um, MTML or other programs to help with this? Like funding aside, is there a good volunteer base for all of this? Um, I think Rod would probably be better yeah. at answering so, that one. Yeah, like a lot Maybe of... Maybe just so, for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Just for 30 so, seconds, Rod. For sure. MTML is uh, weird like coordinate a network and the coordinate is not even the right word we're like uh we connect different providers and it's the providers like the program that amina was at are the ones that actually provide literacy programs to to learners and in those but in those community groups you can volunteer as a uh i don't know if they refer to them as teachers but as you know to to have learners and students to guide them through a literacy program you can volunteer your time and that they teach you how to how to do that and um and all that this was all pre-covid everything would be in person in uh, a community uh office or whatever so post-covid completely flipped everything around and one of the biggest challenges was getting people doing this stuff online yes but it's, it's, that was definitely and I attended so I, I I did the attended a training course just like a year and a half ago to see what the teachers are taught and a huge part of what they're taught is to understand that the people like who the learners who show up it's not just about the education it's like understanding them as people and the everything that they're bringing to that yeah and the challenges and the changes they've had to go through and the stresses and the the feeling of, you know, all the different emotions that they might have to help them get to a space to then. Absolutely. You know, it's learning. not just about learning. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So we have, I think our first call to action. <laughs> if you have been waiting for a volunteering opportunity, listeners, this might be the one for you. I, 
Uh, it's yeah. it's just such a critical skill for, for yes. everyone to have. But as an adult, it's such a critical and it should be to me a foundational human right. Like a, yeah. I can't imagine being an adult not being able to do this. Anyway, back over to you, Amina. But, you know, that's such an important door to open and talk. About. Yes. I couldn't. Yeah. I just I really needed to dive in a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So, Amina, you so you um, you were saying you got involved in a literacy program and. Yes. Um, and then through there, that opened you to other things like advocacy. Yes. So let's pick it up there. So when you're when you're saying, um, like, what are some of the things that you started doing through that that you hadn't done before? So one of the things I started doing was actually attending protests, which I've I've never attended a protest until I was at uh, PTP, <laughs> which was pretty interesting because we would go through like from beginning to end. We would. Um, the teachers there would make sure that we're learning why we're protesting and why it's important to support this cause. Then we would go through ideas of making posters. We would help um, each other make posters and like come up with ideas. We would also, um, they would also, what they would also do is give us like tokens or like, you know, for anybody who wa really wanted to go, but couldn't go because they only had enough tokens for the week of school. So they mm -hmm. make sure that we were all able to attend so going to protest was it was really interesting to me because I was like, well, I've never, <laughs> I've never done this yeah. before. So it, I, it taught me a lot about issues that I did know about, but I didn't, I didn't know as much as I thought I knew about. Like we, yeah. we, we one of the things that we did was uh, the writers trying to bring the, um, getting the the TTC uh, fear lowered for low income yeah. people, and that was pretty interesting going down there and doing the protests and writing letters. And so I got to yeah. see a, a other side. Cause you know, you see protests on TV all the time and you're like, Oh, right. what now? <laughs> you know, yeah. but like <laughs> being a part of the protest and understanding why you're doing this, you know, it's, it's really interesting. We also did the one where the climate change one, and that yeah. one was a really fun one. Cause we oh, really got wow. to have fun with our posters and yeah, we got to make posters and we went down and we, we did the whole, thing which was it was very cool yeah. and I like like a lot of people had their kids at that protest one and I was like why didn't I think about bringing my kids like this would have been a cool experience for them but yeah. you know there's a lot of things that are always going on so eventually they will end up at a protest with me some sometime <laughs> yes so tell, yes. tell yes. us what's the yes. different from from before you went and you were watching on tv or and going kind of rolling your eyes saying what now to after like what is it about the experience that is you didn't realize that you, and you took value from being part what of I took value from actually being in a protest is that the issues always deeper than we think until we start learning exactly why people are upset and why we're, you know, it's easy to look on the outside and be like, these people are blocking the streets or they're making so much noise, but like actually sitting down and learning why people are protesting and understanding the issues. I think like that made a difference to me because one thing I would say is that my teacher, Miss Karen, she made sure she taught us a lesson on like why you know what the issue is like make sure that we are, we're not just going down there with posters you're going to get the backstory right. you know this is the time mm -hmm. to ask questions you know so I feel like that helped a lot like I feel like a lot of the stuff when people disagree with something it's because they don't have the full story if you have the full story and you just try yeah. to understand that person's point of view even if at the end of it you don't understand their person their point of view you can agree to disagree you yeah. know 
So, oh my gosh, Amina, you know what? You would be a great. You were covering at... every topic we've ever talked about. <laughs> yeah. Also, you're amazing. Sorry, Rod. What were you going to say? I was. I was, was going to say she would be great at change management. You because, really so would. Our profession is we we we're like change. We do something called change management, which yeah. people generally don't understand what it is. But what you just described, you just described like it. <laughs> understanding things at a more deeper level from the perspective of the people involved to exactly. help make the change happen. The other thing is you mentioned tokens. I just want to like a shout. Well, I don't know if it's not a shout out, but like to people understand the issues that you dive into. You know, when they, you know, Presto cards. Yes. When they introduced Presto cards, people thought, oh, what a fantastic idea. Presto cards. It's great. Yes. It had such an impact on all of these programs that we talk about. And yes, absolutely. People to yeah. Because you give them tokens. Yes. Yes. But then we- yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, we we would always um, one thing about um, PTP is that there's no you can use an excuse not to come to school, but it's not going to be that I, I didn't have a token. They always right. had tokens available for us. Anybody that needed a token to get home or even just to like maybe get to a doctor's appointment and they needed an extra token, they were always available. So it did cause a little bit of a it was it was a little bit. At first, everybody was a little bit nervous because it's like, what am I going to do? You know, tokens were always there and ready for us. And then yeah. also what they also did was when you buy your MetroPass, so like, let's say you buy a MetroPass, you give your receipt and they would they would give us back something. How so, nice. like, yeah. you know, maybe 20, 30, whatever was in the budget. Yeah. As long as you had your receipt. So like little stuff like that helped, you know, yeah. because I feel like they they wanted to make sure that we were able to get to school no matter what or anybody was able to get to school Mm -hmm. so there was always a way yeah wow that being a fundamental human right right to have that education that ability like you were saying Amina to improve oneself to constantly be evolving and and um and just you know thinking about our lives differently that, yeah. that education is is the foundation for all of that, I feel. Yeah. 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 So t- tell us, Amina, this story about, um, you were telling this to us before, around how you then got involved in MTML. So you, you got involved in the literacy program, getting to do that other stuff. Yes. Then, and then one day you showed up at a board meeting. Yeah. Was- so <laughs> I, I had... Um, went to school one day and Anne-Marie, which is the coordinator of the program, she stopped me at the door and she said, hey, um, you're going to um, an, MT- an MTML meeting today. And I'm like, oh, what? She's like, MTML meeting. She's like, you're going to volunteer. <laughs> and I'm like, what is MTML? <laughs> so she gave me like a quick rundown because I had to be there right away. So she was just like, okay, you're going to meet a bad me and she's going to explain everything to you. And I'm like, like right now, today, at this moment, <laughs> she's like, yes. <laughs> So I was like, okay, she gave me the address and I was on my way there. And in my head, I'm like, where am I going? Like, I said yes, and I had no idea. What am I doing? Yeah, I didn't have no idea. She she pretty much said, like, you know, they're looking for a volunteer and you're going to be the perfect person. And I was like, okay, sure. (laughs) Even though I don't know where I'm going, send me on. (laughs) So, you know, I got there and I was like, hi and about me she was the first person that I've met and she kind of explained everything to me and I was like okay even though I still didn't understand what mtml was 
was like, okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> so, you know, that was kind of like my first time kind of getting thrown into volunteer. Because one thing about um, at, about the adult literacy program that I attended is that they, they stressed how important volunteering is. They would always say, like, volunteering is so important. Make sure you get it down on your resume. You know, like, it's, it's important to do, you mm-hmm. know. So, and I was always looking for a volunteer, but I just couldn't find the right the right thing or the right program to volunteer with so mm-hmm. I was kind of thrown into MTML and it turned out to be the thing for me you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so that then maybe be interesting to hear then how it for you you see yourself changing not that you've changed as a person but like yeah how things have changed for you from getting involved in the literacy program getting on MTML and then where you are today yeah um, well, with MTM, s- sitting on a board, it kind of, it showed me, because I mean, you hear about boards all the time, but I, to be honest, like, you know what a board is, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what a board is, but like, you don't know what a board does. So like sitting right. in the meetings was pretty interesting, even though a lot of the times I was really quiet, I was taking in a lot, like listening to you guys going back and forth about budgets and how you should handle certain situations. And like, you know, it was a, it was a very good learning experience for me and still is because I'm still sitting on the board at this time. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was very interesting because I, I got to meet a lot of very nice people. Mm-hmm. I got to learn a lot and, you know, but starting my business now, it's kind of helped me to, to understand like how important like budgeting and, you know, like writing stuff down. Cause like a lot of the times I'd have to be writing notes down and I'd have to tell I'd just like when you guys are having events, like when we had the event for the, um, the literacy program, I had to make mm-hmm. sure that I told my student, like my friends at school, what was going on. So I could get them to come to the, to the events that we were planning. So it was, it was, it was, it was a definitely a learning experience and helped me a lot till this day and still is helping me. So then talk to us about your business. It's so exciting that all of yes. these experiences have culminated into you being kind of like a boss lady. Tell us about yes. that. Um, yeah, I started my business, which is True Tranquility. I started November um, 20th and it's a candle uh, a crystal candle infused business so I started in November and I had no idea what I was doing I I know nothing (laughs) about business nobody that I know owns their own business so a lot of the things that I'm learning I'm learning as I go and it's been it's definitely been a learning experience it's it's kind of one of those things where you just do it and figure it out after. <laughs> That's what right, I'm doing right, right. now because I have no, and it's been going pretty good. You know, it's, it's, I've been lucky that I've been, like, I've been getting really good support. I've been getting a lot of good support. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've been lucky that way. Like, I find like a lot of people are willing like right now we're on this whole small business. Like a lot of people really want to support small businesses. So I think like we're in the era of that. So that has helped me a lot. People are like, Oh, Toronto business local. Of course I'm going to buy a candle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, when I show up to people's door, they're like, Oh, wow. Local. Perfect. You deliver them yourself. I'm like, yep. (laughs) I absolutely do deliver them to myself. Yeah. So I, I feel like when I show up to people's house, they're happy to see, you know, young, 
woman entrepreneur so it's like oh I'm gonna tell my brother about you I'm gonna tell my sister about you so I've been getting a lot of like word of mouth which is really good yeah that's true when you showed up at my sister's door because I told my sister <laughs> she, she, she called me she's like what because yeah, we're, so, we're so used to the big machine stuff that we order online that yeah. when it's like yeah. oh uh, yeah I mean, yeah <laughs> She really yeah. did have that look. Her face was like, oh, you're the owner. I'm like, yeah. She, <laughs> <laughs> she did. So awesome. What's yeah. your website? Do you mind like just so that and we'll course. put it in our we'll put it in the show notes and all the things, but what's your website, Amina? So the name of my company is True Tranquility, and it's Tranquility with two L. So True T R U E Tranquility T R A N Q U I L L ity.com awesome awesome yeah awesome. i may get to meet you i mean i live in a condo so it'll be downstairs but i am super excited yes the delivery that's so cool i love it yeah yeah then that's the thing like like right now is i i would say it's the perfect time to start a business um a lot of people would say no because we're in a pandemic but because we're in a pandemic, I feel like a lot of people just really want to support local. Like, I really yeah. love that, like, whole support local, shop local kick that everybody's on right now. So if you do start a business, I think, like, it, it, it will be, you will have your slow times, but it definitely is a benefit of having your own business because the local support is amazing. Like, the fact that people, like, when I show up to people's house, they're always like, oh, hi. Like, you know, I've had nothing but positive, you know, reviews and, you know, just positive vibes coming from people. And, like, a lot of people that support me, and I've always heard people say this. They say when you start a business, your supporters are going to be absolute strangers first before friends and family. And for me, that has 100% been my experience. Like, strangers will support you <laughs> like they know you. <laughs> wow yeah yeah I've been lucky to have such good supporters such good supporters like I do have friends that support me of course but like strangers really show out like your friends you know you expect them to support but the way people would like leave such good comments and like say such nice things when I show up to their house and have like a smile it's like it makes me feel good inside you know that's great it's so nice to hear that it's actually the positive stories of that working and 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 I hope it continues yeah I, I, I hope, I hope throughout this a lasting impact is just our our general awareness of how important it is to support local for these yes, reasons yes. It's, it's not just the economy of it it's actually the connecting of people that you're talking about yeah. like even yeah. if there wasn't a financial transaction there it you benefit from the connections yes yes yeah. It definitely is a benefit. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I, I, you're right. You know, I hope people do continue on this. Like, even though after everything is over, I hope people to continue supporting local businesses because we need local businesses. Like, you know, you walk mm-hmm. by certain areas and you see signs of that say close or for sale signs yeah. of stores that you've always seen there. And it's like, wow, mm-hmm. it, it really hits, you know. So yeah, I really hope that people come out more and support local because yeah. local makes the community, you know, yeah. vibrant. It does. 
I think that's our well, second call to action, my friends, is to is to continue to shop local and then obviously to check out Amina's store because it sounds amazing yeah. and I know what I'm doing when we hang up today. <laughs> we do a little bit of retail therapy, Amina. Yes, yes. I appreciate I, that. Amina, this has been a really fantastic uh, conversation. I've learned uh, so much about you. I mean, I knew you before the call, but uh, I thank you for sharing your story and... Um, uh, really benefit and you know you are showcased I'm going to use a term with you which you might not never heard before but we've talked about the growth mindset which yeah. is basically saying is somebody willing to take on challenges that they might not know how to do yet but like open to learn well, yeah and absolutely you are a showcase for someone being open to learn yeah that's wow. me for sure that's yeah. me for wow. sure. I'm always willing to learn, always willing to learn. I, I don't back down from a challenge. I don't I don't know where this that comes from, but I'm like, I'm always here to learn. Like, because when I was gonna open my business, I didn't I don't know, I still don't know anything about business. I'm learning on the job. <laughs> but I am learning, you know. And I just want to say really quick is that like this is the time now to do something that you've never done before because we live in like an information kind of society everything is there you have youtube you have the internet and a lot of the stuff that i learn i all learn from the internet like you know youtube helped me a lot like i watch a lot of other females running their business you know a lot of other black females that are like killing it right now and like i follow them on social media and they're killing it you know they're posting their sales and posting how well they're doing and like those people motivate me because right now you know like the number one entrepreneurs in the world are women you know, yeah. women are really out Fantastic. here making a way for themselves and not just women, like black women are out here, like being, doing their thing, you know, like the number one entrepreneurs right now. And it's like, that just makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. And we need it. The world needs it. Right. We need yeah. that different perspective and that, mm-hmm. like that different way of being and that different sort of thinking. We need all that positive energy right now. Yeah. We really, really do. The world yes. needs that energy right now for yes, mm-hmm. and no one said it's going to be easy, but you know, it can be done. Well, I know you talked about luck, but I love that there are a bunch of sayings around this. But like, if I were to sort of you know boil it down to one sentence, is that luck is born of hard work. So yes, luck is good, but it comes from hard work and tenacity, and clearly you have yes. that. Um, yes. And so the luckiest people are often the hardest working. And I think that that is you, my friend. Yes. I think that that is you. Yes. Wow. And I, Thank I you continue. so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. I am so thankful for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Oh, Thanks very much. Been inspiring. Thanks, Amina. Thanks, Rod. Okay. Thanks. All right. Have a great Bye, day. Bye, everybody. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.